What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and thank you so much for joining us for a special edition of the AEW Insider. This is part two of my top 20 wrestlers of 2019. The first part of the list is really good. We have people like MJF, Joey Janela, Kenny Omega, what have you. The top 10 is even better. So let's get to the show. Number 10, The Man. Becky Lynch. All it took was that botch, a.k.a. punch in the nose by Nia Jax, and Becky Lynch's stock skyrocketed in the wrestling universe. Not just in the WWE, the wrestling world, period. The man was born this year along with Becky Two Belts. She won both female heavyweight titles at WrestleMania and killed it for a couple months after. Months later, her momentum slowed down a tad bit, but the man is still on top of the wrestling world. Number 9. Nick Aldis What is there not to say about Nick Aldis? Even though Tim Storm was the first ever NWA champion after the brand was bought back, and he did an amazing job with 10 pounds of gold, what have you, the driving force and face of NWA belongs to the dealer, Nick Aldis. He's amazing in the ring. He cuts excellent promos. He defended his title against Cody not once but twice this year. All this is such an asset to the wrestling revolution. We can't wait to see what he does next. Number eight, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard is one of the best male or females in the game today. The lady is tough as fucking nails. She's strong as an ox and she's hot as hell. I believe Tessa will be the first ever TNA Women's World Champion. Not Women's Champion, but the first woman who to win the TNA Impact Championship of the World. And it will happen in 2020. And I can't wait to see where she decides to go once her contract is up. Number 7. P.C.O. P.C.O. is the man and no, he is not human. At age 53, he's having the best year out of his career. He debuted way back in 1987. He even had a WWE run that people don't remember. In his WWE, his name was Pierre Coulet, and he was part of the Mounties with Jacques Rousseau. He became a member of Villain Incorporated last year after signing with Ring of Honor, and he became world champion of Ring of Honor. Later that year, he won the belt, which was amazing. He does put out a weekly promo online each Monday with his master, a.k.a. manager, Destro. The man is on fire, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for P.C.O. On to some honorable mentions. We do have the Young Bucks. Everybody knows that the Young Bucks is one of the best tag teams today, if not the best. The only ones who compare pretty much to Lucha Brothers. The Young Bucks started the AEW revolution along with Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, Omega, what have you. The Young Bucks let people know that you could make a boatload of money and a very great living on the independent circuit. And you don't have to kill yourself five, six days a week. 
So a lot of people who were unhappy or seen what they were doing followed suit and they went and did what the Young Bucks did. So that was huge. But this year, a lot of, excuse me, I like with a lot of people on this list, they would have been higher or on the list, but AEW didn't wrestle that much this year. They started it in January, was a great buzz. Couple of months later, did a press conference. I think they announced their first pay per view. Then had about what three pay per views this year, and AEW Dynamite didn't start till October. It's amazing. It's a revolution. But next year it'll be a lot higher. Our other non honorable mention is the Lucha Brothers. Can't talk about the Bucks anymore without the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers are amazing. I like, uh, excuse me, I, what you call Ray Phoenix and the Lucha Brothers. Everybody says he's one of the best wrestlers today. If you don't follow him, Google Ray Phoenix of the Lucha Brothers and just watch his matches over in Mexico. He's heavyweight world champion over there and has been numerous times, what have you. So it is awesome. I like Pentagon Jr., my favorite. I mean, the best actually, actually out of them all. But people, you know, give and take. Anyway, I'm rambling on. The Lucha Brothers are fucking awesome. They kick ass in a ring. They do shit you never even thought that is possible, just like the Bucks could pull off. But I just hope they don't hurt themselves because they go at a crazy rate. And I think it was 2019 this year. I should actually put them on the list because I think they wrestled any more fucking matches than any tag team and maybe wrestlers in the whole wrestling world. Those guys fucking wrestled almost every day, all fucking year long. You got to see them live in person. We were lucky enough to see them twice. Twice. Once at WrestleMania week and once at AEW live in Philly, they're amazing. And our final honorable mention for this part, part of the list is Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano's the man. He was a pudgy kid growing up, always wanted to be a wrestler, lost tons of weight, trained, became a wrestler, got a hot wife in Candice LeRae, and he's been killing it. But Johnny, he got injured, so that stopped him from placing on the list. And plus, he's always the guy who, who was so close. Or even when he actually got awarded the NXT title, he had it for what? Maybe two pay-per-views, two months, that was it. So it just sucks, man. The guy's got so much talent. I just hope he doesn't go to the main roster and get buried. I think it would hard be hard to do that, but you never fucking know. WWE could bury fucking uh, somebody who has infinitive life. You know what I mean? But Gargano is amazing. Let's just hope that he gets to show off a lot more. And when he does get called up the main roster, that he really gets to shine because he is the man. All right. The final wrestler for this list is number six. This is our number six wrestler of 2019. Then we'll take a break and we'll come back with the final five. Number six is Sammy Callahan. Now, if you listen to the show, you know Dolph Ziggler, Sammy Callahan, and Adam Cole are my favorites right now. But Sammy's my favorite. He doesn't like people saying the shada yada, but I met him two Augusts ago at House of uh, Glory's uh, excuse me, show they had their um, high intensity seven or six it was, but he was the nicest fucking guy, man. He was offering to sign shit for free, wouldn't even charge me for taking a picture. I pretty much had the bug him to buy a DVD. The draw is the fucking man. It's so great that Impact is finally treating him right also. They awarded him Wrestler of the Year in 2018, but they never even gave him the fucking belt. How do you award somebody Wrestler of the Year and he's not even heavyweight champion? And it took him almost to the end of 2019 to finally accomplish it. But like they said, it doesn't matter where you start. What matters is where you finish. And right now, my dog is on top. And his rightful place as Impact Champion. With his posse OVE behind him, 
Who knows if anything's ever going to stop him. The sky literally is the limit. Uh, he came from NXT, asked for his release, went to New Japan, kind of didn't work out. He was doing the indie thing. He has his own wrestling promotion, Wrestling Revolver. He killed it at WrestleMania weekend. He put on a hell of a good show. But I'm just telling you, man, Sammy Callahan is the man. And hopefully num next year, he can be number two or number one on my list. All right, peeps, like I said, I'm rambling on. We got to pay some bills real quick. When we do get back, we have the top five, especially the number one wrestler of 2019. And we also got a couple more great honorable mentions. Remember to check us out on all social media, uh, especially all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider one. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back. Let's finish up this countdown. We have my top five wrestlers of 2019. My number five is John Moxley. Now, Moxley is the man. He probably would have been higher on this list, but he had a lot, a lot of injury time this year and in the past. He returned to WWE last year and was not happy at all with his contract or his promos. His contract was up in 2019 and WWE offered him the world. Like a man, he waited till his contract was up and he left WWE. He left his wife to work in WWE and he left his brothers Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins behind, aka The Shield. Vince thought he needed time off and would come back, but surprise, surprise, he signed with AEW, and he has been on fucking fire since. He won the New Japan Intercontinental title and was stripped of it because of travel reasons, and he is fighting for it next though this month at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Moxley has went back to his hardcore roots and has amazing matches this year with Joey Janela, Kenny Omega, just to name a few, and I no doubt know he will be a DW champion in 2020. We have to wait and see what Mox has up his sleeve next. Number four, Seth Rollins. Seth motherfucking Rollins, burn it down. He's the big online Twitter douche. Seth has had a great year this year, though. He came back from injury last year or the year before, and he really not did not do much. Uh, this year, he slayed Brock Lesnar for his belt, and then he went on a great babyface run. He lost his brother, Dean Ambrose, and his brotherhood, The Shield. Uh, he goes on crazy Twitter rants defending his career, the performances, and the company he works for, plus his fellow co-workers. If you ask me, his best run was when he was a heel before his injury, and he is a heel again now. And if you ask me, it's just in time because his baby face was running really stale. So the sky is the limit for Rollins in 2020. Number three, Cody Rhodes, the golden child, motherfucking Cody Rhodes. Man, this kid has come so far. I fucking love Cody. He asked for his release from WWE. He went over to New Japan, where he found an extended family in the Bucks Omega Skrull Page, a.k.a. the Bullet Club. He kicked ass to New Japan. He went to Ring of Honor. He kicked ass. He had a great heel run there. His Kiss My Ring real, well, excuse me, heel run. And he became their champion. He defeated Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. Uh, him and along with the elite Tony Khan, they helped create and run what we know as AEW today. 
Cody has been buying up all old WCW trademarks and anything that has to do with his family name so he can get them under the road stable. And he just hired Arn Anderson to be an AEW producer and his ring manager. With his wife Brandy by his side and his dog Pharaoh, Road is on his way to fulfilling his destiny as one of the greatest of all time. Number two, Adam Cole, baby. There is no stopping Adam Cole. The dude is an absolute workhorse. He has been one of the best and best ever defending NXT champions in history. He predicted that he and his fellow indie superstars, O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong, a.k.a. The Undisputed, would have all the gold at NXT by the end of 2019. And you know what? He did help make that dream come true. He has amazing matches with Gargano this year, Alistair Black, Finn Balor, and so many more. He has kick-ass war games with his crew every time he's in them. He's got a smoking hot future wife in AEW's Dr. Brooke Baker. And he has the looks of Tom Cruise. People say he is too small. Well, if so, he makes up for it with the skill in the ring. And he backs up his mouth more times than he doesn't. I hope he becomes a main roster star next year. And he has that WWE World Championship waist, uh, excuse me, a gold around his waist in 2020. Baby. All right, these are our final honorable mentions for the list. The first is Eric Rowan. Injury-prone four years, he came back this year in the best shape of his life, and he went on a kick-ass run with the new Daniel Bryan. They won the tag team gold, and then they went to go solo because they broke up. He did have some big matches after that, and he is still going at a pretty decent rate. But it will be interesting if Rowan can keep up his momentum, or is he going to fall back the ladder, down the ladder in 2020? Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania, it came true this year. The New Day still going strong for now. Everybody wanted to see Kofi win. Kofi, Kofi, Kofi. I'm not a fan, you know what I mean, of him having a belt. But, I mean, it was great to see him work his ass off for that many years and make his dream come true. So, Kofi had a heck of a heck of a year. But, as you've seen, they only gave it to him for a couple months. They only gave it to him because the kids really wanted him to have it and the some of the crowd. And then they made him lose it in friggin' 10 seconds as soon as they are about to go on national, national TV on the New channel on a major network so i mean kofi was all right but he's just an honorable mention on this list and our final honorable mention for my best wrestlers of 2019 is sean spears aka ty dillinger Sean Spears has done awesome. He asked for his release from WWE, and that was at the time when they weren't when they were given releases because they weren't worried about every, every excuse me everybody going to AEW. Spears got out of his contract. He left his wife working there. His wife is Peyton Ross of the Iconics. She's way way younger than him, but she's in love with him to death. Uh, he came to AEW. He's best friends with Cody's Cody Rhodes for years. I got a picture of this in a video of this up on YouTube. You got to see the picture of him 
him and Cody back in OVW in the day. It's crazy. But he talked to his boy Cody. He got a job at AEW. He reinvented himself. He's now the chairman, literally, of the board. As soon as he hit Cody with that chair, that was it. He blew up again. I think he has one of the best songs in AEW entrance music. He's got one of the best entrances. And he's just the perfect 10. Ty Dillinger's the man. So let's hope AEW is full steam this year. And he'll be on the top 20 list next year, I guarantee. All right, folks, this is it. This is what we've all been waiting for. My number one wrestler of 2019 is La Champion, Chris Jericho. Now, Triple H and Chris Jericho are my all-time favorites. Not current favorites, my all-time favorites. Forever has always been Triple H with Jericho in a close second. But in the last two years, Y2J has changed that. He is definitely now my favorite of all time. Now, I've been watching Y2J since he was in ECW. He was known as Lionheart Chris Jericho. I knew he was going to be a star then. He trained and wrestled in New Japan for years, and then he came back to the States and made it big. He went from ECW to WCW. He was in WCW at the time that the NWO was in full effect and running everything and running over everybody. The NWO buried everybody in their way, including Y2J, every week. But as always, Jericho survived. Even though he got his ass whoopings in WCW, we all knew his name and he was a highlight each week of the show. With skits like The Man of a Thousand and Four Holds, what have you. He then jumped ship to WWE and that is when Jericho became the megastar he was always meant to be. Monday Night Jericho, he was the first ever undisputed champion. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night for both of those titles. And for many more years to come, he would come and go from WWE, but he would always reinvent himself every single fucking time. It did not matter if he was the old country from old, no man, uh, excuse me, no country from old man suit wearing heel gimmick or the Y2J you made the list gimmick. He always rose to the top. So he left WWE, he wrestled back and forth in New Japan, he won some of their top titles, and he even won a few this year. And this year, he made the biggest move of his career. He signed a multi-million dollar deal with AEW. He always vowed that he wouldn't wrestle in the States for anybody except Vince McMahon, but he wanted not just to resign with WWE, he wanted to help start a revolution. And Jericho is the face of the company. Even though there is others, he's the man. Tony Khan wanted him badly and knew that even if people didn't know who AEW was or hasn't watched wrestling in a while, if you see Jericho as your champion or the face of it, you're going to tune in. So that's exactly what happened. He uh, kicked ass this year. He had his Jericho Cruz, and he was actually the first ever AEW World Champion, and he still holds the title to this day. Y2J is my pick of 2019, and like I said, right now, my number one pick of all time. All right, peeps. Well, that's it for this week. I wanted to bring you that show. Uh, definitely check out on YouTube. This two-part show is actually broken down into four pieces, four great videos, which has the five from each of the list and then it has the honorable mentions. Remember to check us out on all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider One. I'll see you guys in a couple of days. We'll get back to some wrestling news, gossip and rumors. Ciao, peace.